Hi everyone, it's David Wheeler at Wickham Wanderers and you're listening to the Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome to this week's edition of the Wickham Wanderers Show. We're live on location at the Caledonia Suite at Adams Park for the Wickham Wanderers Foundation Warm Hub. Uh, with big thanks to Dreams and Buckinghamshire Council as well. Lots to bring you in the next hour. We'll hear from manager Gareth Ainsworth reflecting on the January transfer window and, of course, looking ahead to Saturday's trip to Port Vale. Katie Riddington, we'll hear from her as well. Wickham Wanderers women forward. Uh, while we're here, we'll be chatting to ex-players Vince Faulkner and Keith Sam as well and some of the patrons who are down we've got our uh, regular checkup with Phil as well who's here with us as well we'll hear from him in a second just to prove it and also we'll be reflecting on the opening of the Reardon Room which is another fantastic initiative that the Wickham Wanderers Foundation have put on, on as well I'm very pleased to say that Team Wickham Wanderers Foundation uh, have joined us as well uh, please introduce yourselves actually Hi Colin I'm uh, Mark Gateskill I'm the Chief Executive of Wickham Wanderers Foundation Hi Colin yeah Luke Godfrey Head of Inclusion uh, I'm Kalula Ashby, Business Administrator Apprentice. And you'll be answering questions on the Wickham Wanderers Foundation this evening. Uh, Phil's with us as well. A very good evening to you. Hello. <laughs> uh, more from Phil shortly. But Mark, it's a, it's a fantastic initiative. Thank you so much for, for having us down. And really great to see firsthand what goes on on a Tuesday and Thursday. No, look, thanks for coming down. You're, you're a little bit underneath the age bracket for, for the guys <laughs> to come down. But yeah, it's a, it's a great initiative we've done uh, in, in partnership with a number of people. You know, the the club's official sponsor dreams they put some money in we've got the bucks council who've helped us support the uh, the program uh, and the club obviously supporting us being based here at adams park it's a uh, it's a social space for for over 65s to come down and have a, a free meal uh, spend some some social time with with other people um and enjoy the facilities here at adams park and uh, Luke, we'll talk to you more about the warm hub in a sec but we just want to know your thoughts on the hs2 first of all the latest developments on that <laughs> oh, no, not really. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we go, how, how long have you got? It's a hot topic in the office. So, Absolutely. Yeah. But it, as Mark touched on, it is nice that, you know, we've spoken to several patrons already, people who've come regularly sort of every week, and some, you know, a gentleman for the first time who just heard about it and, and said that, you know, he doesn't usually come out of an evening and, and just doesn't really see anyone during the week, and, and really nice to come here and meet new people. That's it. I think you've, you've just you've got it in one. It's, it's been a fantastic space for people to come down and socialise. The fact that we've got people coming week after week after week is, is brilliant. It's clearly a testament to what we're doing and, and the impact it's having within the community. And, uh, and just to hear the conversations, just to see the people smiling and having a great time, that's, that's why we're doing it. And that's something that really comes across too, isn't it, from you know, people that you've chatted to and have been here? Yeah, it's just nice to be able to like, help people and make a difference to their lives. And Mark, it's something that's been so well received as well. Yeah, look, I think there's a couple of other clubs that have, have put on. The, the cost of living crisis is, is real. It's, um, it's happening, it's affecting people and, and the club came to us and it was a joint initiative together that we, we wanted to do something to, to help and give back and, there, and there's people out there that need support and we've got some great facilities. We've got, it's, a, it's called the Warm Hub for a reason, it's in Monty's and Monty's is particularly warm and particularly toasty. We even had to open the door on, on one night. Um, but look, it's, it's great, it's there to try and help. You know, people can save some money on their heating get a uh, get a lovely a meal cooked by our lovely club chef um, and, and enjoy some time with people like we've had comments where people just it's just so nice to meet new people again at, at, at that age which you know that's why we're doing it I think that's what the real sort of feel of community is that comes across as well 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and these aren't necessarily football people either. Some of them have not been to Adams Park before, aren't necessarily Wickham fans. Um, so it's their first time and it's their first impression of the football club. And we're all working together to, to try to help. So I think it's been a resounding success and, and we're already talking about what next, how to carry this on, because it's been great. We've run it for two months, but we want it to continue. <laughs> And Luke as well, we, we've witnessed some very competitive uh, dominoes a little earlier on as well. That's really nice that people, um, as Mark said, people who perhaps not even met before are coming together and, and really sort of exchanging stories and, you know, who live locally or perhaps, you know, perhaps don't live near each other, but or perhaps have not been to the football club before. Yeah, uh, you know, the games are, the games are kind of a, uh, an addition to it, but just seeing, like you say, people come down, you know, we had a, we had a example the first second or the second week where someone who had met someone 30 years prior had never seen them since and then they came on the first night and here they were and they kind of, uh, you know, we're, we're able to kind of strike up that relationship again, and and, and conversations, and and um, yeah, and, and, and that's brilliant. And and it, you know, like Mark said, some of them aren't football people at all, and and we almost, you know, uh, that's almost even better to be able to get them involved with what we're doing because it's we don't want it to be closed off to just Wiccan fans or people that are into football. So the fact we've got such a diverse group of people come in and with different interests and hobbies is, is fantastic for them and, it, and it's making for great conversation and, and great evenings every week. And people feel so comfortable as well, which is something else that really comes across. That's good to hear. <laughs> you know, that's good feedback. Obviously, you know, it's, it's nice to see that people are enjoying themselves and, and, it, and it, is, it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel, you know, just sit down for three hours and off they go. They're able to have those conversations and, and uh, that nice time and a comfortable meal and, and enjoy each other's company. So that's great to hear. So how can people find out more if they want to come along? Yeah, so they can, for more information on the, on the evening, they come to our website, which is the, uh, com. It is. I got it. <laughs> or they can go onto the club's website, which is www.wickhamwanderers.com. There you go. And Or they can call us up directly on the club office number which we will provide Colin at some point in the next 20 <laughs> seconds uh, and we can and you can book in via uh, one of our colleagues in the office so it's nice and easy it's all there really easy to do that's a brilliant initiative thanks very much and thank you again so much for having us no thanks for coming down uh, Wickham Wanderers Foundation of course uh, this week as well have uh, opened the Reardon room we'll chat more about that in a few moments time uh, but as mentioned Phil's with us and uh, it's been the, the transfer window this week and, and you've spoken uh, to uh, both Gareth and uh, also to uh, Pete as well yeah, wonderful time to have a chat with him. We spoke um, up on the set of Wanderers TV. Uh, the window was still open. Uh, we spoke at six o'clock for 25 minutes on the whole window. Uh, we talked about Annis leaving. We talked about the other departures. We talked about Chem Campbell coming in. So we talked about the whole window and the impact it would have on the club, uh, the, you know, the challenges of a club of Wickham size in the window, uh, and then what it means for the rest of the season. Um, so it's great to get that out and published two hours before the window shut. So I was quite, I was quite relieved there wasn't any late drama because I'd have had to re-edit it and then put it back out again. But it was really fascinating insight into the window because fans get very excited when the window opens and, when, and then obviously as we approach the deadline. But the team of people who work on this for Wickham Wanderers, this is 365 days a year they prepare for this. I spoke to the recruitment analyst today. They're already working on the summer window. It's been, they do it two or three windows in advance. Fascinating to see. Uh, and obviously, we all know the ins and outs now of what's happened. So, yeah, hopefully we've got the squad that can take us into the top six come May. So, fascinating to hear from Gareth and uh, also from Pete as well, who, uh, as he describes, it's quite a strange time of the season. Mid-season. It's, uh, it's kind of crazy that in the middle of the season you could have so much shake-up. But I guess because it is such a long season, and you do have different situations that you have to deal with sort of mid-year, there's what 
Daryl and Sully are dealing with, and then yeah. some of the young boys that are coming on so strong, some of the guys that we brought in, and everybody getting healthier and healthier gives fewer minutes. What sometimes I find difficult, and I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong here, I don't need to change a great deal because we're in a good place. We're doing okay, we're on good runs, we're just outside the playoffs in what is an incredibly tough league. Some teams, I won't mention them, but they've changed. They've, they're up there, they're higher than us and they seem to have changed six or seven players. And I'm like, wow, what does that do to your dressing room? What does that do to your team's chances? Let's see at the end of the season, because only two can get promoted automatically. And, uh, and for me, there's, uh, there's been a lot of changes up there. We'll, we'll see who got it right, who got it wrong. But after 10 years, I know what's best for me and what works for me. Some managers need to turn those players around every two years. They need to, because they're different managers to me. I prefer to build and, and keep everyone together. No, it's... Uh, Half of them are... Uh threats because you know <laughs> selling everybody's favorite player yeah. <laughs> let's talk about that because deadline day often brings the drama and it's bought wickham's record transfer fee but it's also bought and what was uh what was the previous well you tell me i mean it's normally undisclosed isn't it <laughs> oh, i think nathan tyson be, was a big one i mean scott Uchi, Define yeah. back in the day Uchi. it's gotta be Uchi. Uchi. well how much was uh what was divine tyson was 200 000, yeah, he was like 300 Tyson was six seventy-five. Yep. Oh, we've beaten it twice already. We're close. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anis is, is uh, yeah, obviously he's 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 up he's up there now and, and brilliant for, for the boy, you know. But it brings an end to the, the the first development cycle because this is a boy that was brought in from non-league without a club, having been released from Norwich under twenty-threes. He was in yeah. step nine. He's been bought in. He's been and really one of the on. first trialists. Yeah. yeah he was very year, early yeah. in that yeah, season. Yeah. I remember that first game out here. Yeah. Slough, I think the game was. Yeah, against the, the former Wickham guy. Yeah, yeah, on, on the far pitches. And uh, I think Martin Cole was involved with Slough, yeah, and uh, brought a team over. I remember I was stood next to you, Gracie was there, and Gracie walked over, and I'd seen 10 minutes. And I went, Who's that? No, you said at the beginning. <laughs> you said you said Ga Gracie. Which one of these guys? These guys you like? He, and he says, uh, "Why don't you see if you can pick him out?" Uh, yeah, Five yeah, ten yeah, minutes yeah. into the game, he's like, "Who's that? that one? Who's that?" <laughs> and he said, "That's Anis." Yeah. You know, we have to get credit. You know, our scouting department and uh, for, for getting him in and, and Gracie getting him in on trial. But then once I saw him playing in that game, it was apparent to everybody. I remember us both looking at him going, wow, he's, he's dribbling past everyone, this guy. And uh, he was... Chesham. Uh, he uh, smashed a free kick from like 35 yards off of the uh, top. Yeah, like, Chesham. Up. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I wasn't at that game. No. I called you. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. at that game. I called you. And you told me, Anis has just hit up in 90. And I'm like... <laughs> so that's the first time I'd You mean top bins? Top bins, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I mean what, what a guy. What a guy. And then his progression into the first team training first of all Phil um, he impressed in training big time he used to dance around some of the first teamers and and smash balls in the goal and that and this was when he wasn't in the in the, in the team and Anis has almost closed it now he's closed that sort of that circle of coming in making it making your first team being a superstar and he's closed that circle of that development group that that we started three years ago and uh, I think it's I think it's brilliant. I think it's it's proven it's working. Some of my biggest uh, biggest smiles on my face isn't Anis's top corner goals. I've seen him do that. It's not Anis travelling past people. What, what's my biggest smile sometimes? You know when he wins headers in yes. the midfield, yes. or when he when he's tracking back. 
they were the biggest moments for me on Anish, you know, when he when he gets up and he's he wins a header and he still has the odd time when he just jumps at a man and he has no intention of winning the header, but he's he wants to learn, he wants to do this so much. He's 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 gonna be a superstar, I'm telling you now. But it's him. He's learned, he's willing to do it. He was in the gym every morning, you know, any lesson to any any young players who wanna make it, and he's committed, he properly committed and uh, I'm glad Bristol have committed to him because they're going to get a real, real superstar on their hands. Great to hear from the manager and, of course, Pete as well, and more from Gareth Ainsworth before the end of the show as well. And, Phil, I think when you listen to that, you, you kind of hear and, and feel a lot more sort of positive because I think as a fan, you think, oh, Anis has gone and there have been other departures and there have only been a couple of incomings and the fans are sort of tearing up their shopping list, aren't they, of you know, their ideal kind of players that they expected to come in. Yeah, I think you've got to look at a bigger picture with this one because Anis Mometti was a guy that was playing step nine football to keep fit, to play football with his mates, to fall back in love with the game. He came on trial at Wickham Wanderers and immediately Sam Grace and the others saw something in Anis. Um, you know, he was a real raw talent. Yeah, his technical ability was without question. But what we've seen happen is him become the complete footballer under Gareth Ainsworth. And this season, I think he's used that disappointment of missing the playoff final due to injury. He's come back this season and has been even more determined, if that's possible. And he's the all-round footballer. And everyone is so excited to see what he does next. Um, because, you know, hopefully he's going to continue his, his rapid ascent up the pyramid. I think we'll see him in the Premier League one day. And hopefully there's more money to come for Wickham Wanderers. We've already received a club record uh, transfer fee. And like I said, this is a guy that's been plucked out of step nine for nothing. And let's not forget as well the impact. Three years of Anis Messi as a player for Wickham Wanderers. It's not like he's come here, played half a dozen games, been amazing and then gone. We've all enjoyed his rise. We've seen him grow into that footballer. We've seen the pitfalls, you know, when he got sent off at Sunderland. We saw him learn that lesson in front of our very eyes. And this season we've seen him really step up and it's been a joy to watch. Would have been maybe nice if he'd stayed until the summer, but I'm being greedy there. But look, the model of this football club now to generate its own players, its younger players, to generate assets and to sell them on, this is what will make Wickham Wanderers a sustainable club. He's the first one off the conveyor belt, you know, from the moment we brought him in to where we are now. And hopefully there's a lot more to follow. A really good news story for the club, as I say. Great to see the, the player continue and sort of come up through the, uh, the ranks at Adams Park. And obviously there's been no match on Saturday, but it seems like there's been a lot going on this week, obviously with the transfer window as well. And uh, Mark's still with us, of course, that the foundation's had a great event on Monday with the, uh, the official opening of the Reardon Room. Yeah, we did. Uh, a long time coming, but... Uh, a really great event for the foundation, I think, for the club and, and the ex-players as well. So, so John Reardon, a, a club legend, uh, we've we've given one of the foundation office rooms a, a bit of a facelift thanks to some some kind donations from the Reardon family and the ex-players who who did some fundraising for us as well. And um, yeah, hopefully Rob's not listening and he won't mind me saying this. The rooms were a little bit tired, um, so we've we've spent a little bit of money, putting some money ourselves, and, and giving them a real uh, a, a real touch up. And and the John Reardon room is um, is a community hub now. It's a it's a very multifunctional project room. It's going to benefit lots of different people within the community, and we're going to bring lots of people to Adams Park to, to benefit from that room. So I think a fitting tribute to, to Mr Wickham. And a fantastic way as well to find out what the foundation's all about and, and what you do in the community as well. Yeah, really great. Look, on, on Monday when we did the, the opening, you know, Martin O'Neill was kind enough to come and open the room for us. You know, Gareth was there. We've got a number of ex-player legends who were there as well, and, but then also a number of people who are... Um, either partners of the foundation or, or local dignitaries. We had the mayor there, we had various councillors. So it was really great to have a, a full room of people that maybe some, again, didn't really know too much about the foundation, but, but bringing it all together nicely. 
I feel fantastic to see uh, Martin O'Neill there and obviously someone who, who John Reardon worked very closely with. Well, yeah, I remember John Reardon as Martin O'Neill's assistant and it was really lovely to learn of the, the 40 years previous to that that he did with the club as a player and a coach and everything else, it seems, he did for this club. But it just goes to show the esteem that he was held in by everyone at the club that Martin O'Neill wanted to be here, wanted to speak so fondly of, of John or Reardo, as he called him, uh, and the stories were brilliant. And Martin O'Neill was a wonderful raconteur, as is John D. Taylor of the Ex-Players Association as well. So it was lovely and you know, for the family to see that as well. But for, for me, as a Wickham fan of a certain age, it's always a real pleasure to chat to Martin. And I spoke to him after he'd opened the room. I think he is, Mr Wickham. I think that um, well, he's, he's done everything really at the football club. He's been the manager, he's been assistant manager, he's been the secretary. There's nothing he hasn't done. So he's entitled to be called Mr Wickham. But for me, it's just a genuine privilege to be asked by the family, to be asked by John... John Taylor I'm talking about, uh, just to come and, uh, and cut the ribbon. Really fantastic. A man that was integral to your time here at Adams Park as well. Well, yes, I, I've just said in there that uh, I think Mr Beeks foisted him onto me in the, in the first place and our, our relationship to begin with was rather frosty, or certainly in my part it was. John couldn't be frosty with anyone really. And, uh, but after a couple of days he just said to me, listen, if you don't think this is working, he said, I'll disappear, I can, I can leave. And uh, I must admit, I did, I did feel quite bad about it. So I said, listen, let, let, let's see how we go. And uh, we were inseparable for the number of years then after that. He was fantastic for me, he was fantastic to me, and he was fantastic for the football club. It's been a wonderful day here. What do you think John would have made of all this and the John Reardon room? Do you know what I think? I think, obviously, secretly, he'd be delighted. But do you know what I honestly think he'd think? Ah, it's a bit of a fuss. You know, it's a real fuss. And that was something that he didn't do. If he's saying that, well, you're doing all of this here simply because I love the football club, he would have thought the two would, didn't tally. That's the point. You know, that, that's the type of fellow he was. And I think not just my experience of him, but the number of accolades that were bestowed on him today, there was a, there was a familiar ring to all of the stories that you could have an argument with John, you could have a, 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 a tough debate about it, he would stick to his, his, uh, his, his own point of view, but half an hour later he would be just walking through the room as if you'd never talked at all you know in the sense that he just forgot about it and finally you've been around the game a long time as well now is there is there another story like this someone who's done every role at the club right the way through all that time not at all there's uh, it's an impossibility I think that uh, maybe the closest you could get is that uh, uh, Frank Clark for instance at uh, at Nottingham Forest Frank was a player a very very good player for us won a European Cup medal uh, then he became the manager, and then he became a chairman. So I think John missed out in the chairmanship, I think, but he did every other role. So that's the only comparison I can draw, and that's not bad company for him to be in. Great stuff. Well, well done for not cutting Gareth's hair when we had those scissors so close to him as well. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Just to say, really great, fantastic result against Oxford as well too. And uh, I, I know, and just uh, just a. A continuation of, of beating the odds is marvellous. Fantastic to see Martin back at Adams Park and uh, uh, obviously to, to hear him telling stories about uh, the days with John as well. Yeah, like I said, he's such a great person to chat to and you know, it's so warm and fond, those memories as well. And like, you know, I've been around the club for years as a fan and it's, you're always learning and Monday was brilliant to hear all those stories as well because I didn't realise that John Reardon was instrumental in bringing Matt Crossley 
to Wickham Wanderers. Matt Cecil's favourite ever Wickham Wanderers player, I think, if that's an exclusive here on Wickham Sounds. But Matt was there as well. Uh, and it's lovely to hear John Reardon's part in bringing Matt Crosley to the club. And uh, he, he refused to speak in front of Martin. He said he'd be making too nervous. But once Martin had left, I spoke to Matt as well, which was nice. Jim Kelman was a manager at the time. And Jim said, I think Jim said to John, there's a centre-half off centre half left back right back you know he said have a little have a little look Jim sort of sort of half fancied me and um he said told John to come and watch and um yeah he came I didn't know he was there I didn't know this till afterwards I signed and John said yeah he, he watched me and um they invited me up to Bisham Abbey to train on a Thursday it was Wilson they were playing Wilson on the Saturday invited me up to Bisham Abbey just to train I thought oh this is nice going I was at Overton playing in Hampshire League you know going to train at Wickham at Bisham Abbey turned up met John um, he still hadn't told me that he'd watch me come in the changing room have a training session had a training session I thought oh, no. can I come back next week and they said no you're playing Saturday <laughs> like, you're um, playing against Wheelstone Saturday so um, I signed and um, yeah that was it all down to John and obviously Jim We've heard all the roles that John played at Wickham Wanderers, but you knew him as a player, as the assistant manager, largely to Martin O'Neill. How was he around the players? What was he like to work under? He was very, um, we talking about, he was very encouraging, John. You know, um, if you had a bad game, he just, he might, have, he, it wasn't a case of you were awful today. It wasn't, you know, it was a pat on the back, you know, you know you're a good player, you know, you, you haven't had a, you, you haven't had your best game, but it was always encouraging, you know, for the next game and um, it, the encouragement, was, you, you, you see it for a mile coming off John, yeah. And so. Can you imagine Wickham Wanderers without his contribution? No, no, he was there all the time I was there, John, you know, so um, it wasn't a case of taking him for granted. It, it, wherever we, we went on football tours, you know, um, game home and away, wherever we went, training sessions, John was always there. I mean, M- Martin elaborated it to, that John would injure a couple of players in training and I always remember John would run at you and he wouldn't stop running. And I thought, John, just, you know, stop running for a change, you know, because he's running straight into you. But now when you get to a certain age, you understand that bit why he doesn't stop running because it's the same now, you know. I'm, I'm that age now where, um, yeah, you try and stop yourself running if you run into somebody or, run, you know, you'll go straight into that wall. Great to hear also, of course, from former Wickham Wanderers defender Matt Crosley and fantastic to hear from someone who, you know, John actually spotted. Yeah, and there's a really good tip. If you, if you can't stop running, if you never start in the first place, then you don't have that problem. So uh, <laughs> from an I found that to be a really good, a really good tactic. Uh, but yeah, great to hear from Matt Crosley as well. But what was really lovely was the family, like John's brother, who also played for Wickham Rodgers, was there, his wife and his daughter. Um, because sadly, you know, uh, John passed away uh, at the back end of the pandemic, so it meant that his funeral but he wasn't access- accessible for as many people as perhaps would have wanted to come and pay their respects. Um, and it was great for them to be able to hear all those stories again uh, and also to, to see other people coming to speak about, um, about John uh, and his daughter was made up at the event as well and I spoke to her afterwards as well It's been absolutely wonderful we've been overwhelmed by the, the goodwill and uh, what the foundation have done with this beautiful space that so many children will, will benefit from it's been a wonderful day we're, we're very grateful What do you think your dad would have made of all of this? He was so unassuming that I think he'd be completely overwhelmed to be a part of their history, but to be remembered like this, I think it's magical, really magical. They've given us this beautiful book as well that I'm holding. It's been wonderful to hear the stories today. A lot of people spoke, and one thing that jumped out was he played 
on his wedding day. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, he did. And so she really knew what she was getting herself in for. They were married for 63 years. They were together longer. So the whole of his marriage has been football. The, his whole life and their whole marriage was football all the way. And to have Martin O'Neill here today to cut the ribbon on the room as well and, and to speak yeah. so fondly of your dad yes. as well was, was lovely too. Yes, he, he, uh, Martin spoke so eloquently and, and, in, and in such a, uh, with his f- fabulous fun stories at, at our funeral um, for daddy, but that was during COVID, so we could only have 30 people there. And so to hear some of those stories again today, and I think when he speaks, he comes alive again because there's so many fun times they had. An amazing legacy your father has at this football club. Mm. And like you say, he lives on in everybody's memories mm. and now will continue to live on now mm. with the John Reardon Room. It's more than I ever could have dreamed. We're absolutely thrilled. Thank you to the, to the club and everyone too uh, for their contribution and um, onwards now. Mark, what do you hope people take away from the Reardon Room? That Rido's legacy lives on through the room really was the, was the key thing for us. Um, and, and, you know, as a team of staff, it was you know, the room's great. It's going to help lots of people within the, within the High Wycombe community. But we wanted to come up with something else that, 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 that can help with that. So we're actually, and you heard it here, I want to say first, but we announced it at the, the Rido room opening. So second, still quite exclusive. Uh, we're going to do a, a Rido's Ramble. So uh, a marathon walk that will take place in the in the summer starting and finishing at, at Adams Park in in honor of of Rido again but also as a as a fundraiser for the foundation so um if people want to get involved in that look out there'll be more some more info coming out on that quite soon sounds fantastic thank you so much for your time uh, still to come on the Wickham Wanderer show more from uh, the warm hub we'll speak to a couple of the guests here this evening and we'll speak to a couple of ex-players as well here on Wickham Sound online on radio player and on 106.6 FM this is Wickham Sound Part two of this week's Wicked Wanderer show, live from the warm hub at Adams Park. We're in the Caledonian suite. Certainly is warm. I can recommend the food as well. I had two portions. Don't ask. Still to come, we'll hear from manager Gareth Ainsworth. It's uh, transfer deadline week, of course. And uh, also, uh, we'll be previewing the fixture against Port Vale. We'll speak to a couple of the guests here tonight and we'll chat to a couple of other ex-players as well. But first, we've been catching up with uh, another of Wickham Wanderers' women's squad, uh, Katie Riddington, uh, signed in the summer. Uh, and came uh, has been doing really, really well and uh, actually scored on Sunday in the League Cup. And uh, uh, as she says, uh, the, the team, although not doing so well results-wise, very well in terms of performance. I think with Carl and Dan coming in, there was things that everyone needed to work on. And I've known Carl for quite a while, so I sort of understood straight away what he was expecting of the team, what we each needed to do to try and get results on the board. But as a new team starting the season, it takes time to build. And I feel like we're certainly now at a point where things are just starting to come together. We're finally clicking positionally. We're all playing really well. And I think personally, this is the best I've played so far throughout my years playing. I feel really confident at the moment, scoring lots of goals. So I feel like we're in a good place at the moment. We're certainly at a point where we've gelled. And I think that we're starting to understand that if you're playing in certain positions, who's going to be next to you, what they're good at, what their weaknesses are, and you know you can help them build on things. And I think in games, it's just really nice to know that no matter what, you've got support around you. So it doesn't matter if you make a mistake or anything, there's always someone there to pick you up and 
you know, help you get back on the right track to go and improve next time. We've all got great character. I mean, it just shows the determination that we've got that no matter what the scoreline is, we always want to go out there and prove to everyone that, you know, even if we are four goals down, we're not down and out of the game. We're still there to fight and to win our battles and, you know, to try and get something from the game. So it's really good to see that everyone really digs in and really tries hard to get something from the game. And you touched on a bit about your own game. It's great that you're sort of pleased that that's coming along and seems to be sort of developing at the right time of the season. Yeah, I think we are developing right, perfectly right now. But with our season being so short, there's such few teams in the league. It's a shame that it's come at this point. We've only got a couple of league games left and we're still in the League Cup. So hopefully with that continuing, we can carry on building. But I feel like if we sort of picked up before Christmas and maybe got a few more points on the board we could have really gone into it after Christmas and had a really good run into the end of the season We should talk more about Sunday as well because that was a a great result in the cup as you say and and a goal for yourself as well Yeah so I was really pleased with that I got one Freya got three and Amy Leach got another one so I think for all of us we we really were pleased that we were able to go and put on a performance and get the win and, you know, really prove to people that we're not, not to write us off because, you know, we're not doing great in the league. But actually, when it really matters, we can go out there and put on a performance and just prove to everyone that, you know, we're Wiccan Wanderers women. This is what we're about. As you say, you've had a few sort of disappointing results and probably not at the, the, right, the place in the table that, you know, your performances deserve, really. But do you feel that you're involved in the team at a really special time where, where something something's building? Yeah, I'm really pleased that, you know, I've come in this season and have able to, you know, help out the team. And I feel like if, you know, certain players weren't involved, it would be completely different. Not because they're bad, but because, you know, what they bring to the team is just amazing. I mean, we've all got different things that we can bring. And I feel like it's great that we're able to build off each other and bounce ideas and play well off each other, which is really good. We all get on really well. And it's really nice because other teams I've been involved with, we haven't really had this togetherness and I feel like it really shows that on the pitch we're so together and off the pitch we're so together. It's just nice that we can bring it both off and on the pitch. It's amazing. And I'm sure you don't think of yourself as inspirational, but it must be a great sense of pride for you to to be in the first team and think that players from the reserves and and under-18s and even other younger girls as well who come and watch you play, you know, really look up to you and and what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's great to, to see people thinking of me as, as an inspiration is great because, you know, we all look up to someone. So if there's a little girl out there that's looking up to me and thinking, wow, I want to be like her, then I think personally that's amazing. I never thought that I'd have that effect on someone. But if there is that effect, then it's a wonderful feeling. I think at schools especially, like you get young girls who are perhaps, you know, just trying to perhaps get into into football and, and they see, you know, players like yourselves and really look up to, to what, you're, what you're doing and would want to do that themselves someday. Yeah, I think... You know, if there's an opportunity out there for... There's loads of opportunities now for girls to go and play, and I think it's something that we need to keep building and keep creating these opportunities for these girls to play because it's only going to increase the amount of young girls wanting to get into football. And I think if they have the opportunity, they should take it. I mean, even if they don't like it at first, it's not always about the football. Sometimes it can, it's about the social side, going and having a bit of fun with friends, doing something that 
you know, is going to keep you fit and healthy and you're going to enjoy it eventually. I'm, I'm sure about that. And just finally, what, what do you, for yourself and also for the, for the team, hope to achieve in the remainder of the season? Personally, I'm hoping to score a few more goals, get up the goal tally ladder. But I think as a team, we need to get a couple more points on the board, secure our place in this league for next season. But most importantly, go out and enjoy the football that we play. And if we can enjoy it and get points on the board, then we'll be in a good place going into the new season. Really brilliant to chat to Katie Reddington, uh, the first team uh, no match this week, and but uh, look out for their uh, remaining league fixtures and uh, try and get to a game at Burnham. I'm very pleased to say uh, we're joined by uh, two members of the Wickham Wanderers Ex Player Association who are uh, very regulars uh, down at these nights as well, Tuesdays and Thursdays at the Wickham Wanderers Warm Hub. Uh, Keith Samuels and uh, Vince Faulkner are with us. Very good evening to you both. Good evening to you. Thank good you very much for asking us on. Thank you so much indeed for, for having us. And uh, Vince, obviously we've spoken to you uh, previously on the show as well without actually being here in person, but it's a fantastic occasion to sort of be at and, and you really get the sense of, of community that, that these evenings bring. Well, it's, it's hitting what we aimed it to do. Um, this is the 7th of 14 evenings, as you correctly said at the start, it's twice a week. It goes till the 28th of February. We've had an increase of people coming in since the start. Word of mouth has got around. Mark Gaskell and his team have been out doing flyers around Wickham. And we had 41 here uh, last Thursday. We've got, I think, just over 30 here this evening. Um, And people, and it's hit the people that we wanted to hit at, really, which is the people who are at home on their own, possibly might be financially a little bit insecure at this moment in time, heating, food, they can come down here. And everybody down here this evening probably didn't know one another when they came here four weeks ago. They know everybody now, they sit, they're playing games. And um, no, really, it's been a pleasure. And I think Keith will say his bit, but it's been a pleasure for me to come down and do it. And Keith, as well, you personally have got got something out of the experience too. Yeah, well, I mean, I come down, as Vince said, just because it's something that we wanted to get involved in. I mean, we, we just come down, we go around, have a chat with the people have a laugh and a joke make, you know and they, they really enjoy the evening because as Vince said there's people here that they were strangers now they're all friends they're all playing games you know games on, at the tables and they enjoy the meals I mean they say that the meals that, you know there's no complaints about any of them I think you, you found out tonight when I you had, had yours <laughs> yeah no, that's what I mean you had two you wanted extras <laughs> but and you know, and um, it's great. And I mean, Mark, Luke, and Kalula, well, they're just great the way that they, you know, they get involved as in well. It. What you can get out of people, as I've just said, talk, yeah. we've just been again, just gone to a table just to make sure everything's okay, and we've just got chatting in general. And what you get feedback from these people, they get confidence in talking to you, and then they start on about their life, what they've done previously. You know, the gentleman sitting there, he's been in the RF for years, and he's told us about what he did and where he's been, and. And it's just all entwined. It's it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You're comfortable coming on their own as well. You don't necessarily have to to come with someone. No, that's right. You'll you'll still be made welcome. That's right. Well, we had a gentleman. We were sat at the table to have our food, and the gentleman came in. Probably was just before you started your show at seven. And you know, it's first time he's been. Came. He sat with us. We've introduced him to a couple of people, and you know, hopefully he'll come again. So. Uh, and Keith, he said he was a Wickham fan, but you don't necessarily have to be a, a football fan to, to really come and get a lot no, out of these evenings. No, well, I mean, a lot of these people here, we, we often ask them, say, have you, are you a Wickham supporter? How did you find out? That guy that came and sat at our table tonight, he saw it in the free press. So he came down, 
and he, he said, you know, I, I saw it in the free press, I thought I'd give it a try. And um, he was saying to us that he has a problem getting the, the uh, commentaries on the matches on his radio. So I called Phil Catchpole over. And He's he, the person to speak to him. He does and do commentaries. And he, what a coincidence. Yeah, and he came over and explained to him exactly Fantastic. what he could do and how he could get it. So he's, he's written all the, 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 the 106.6 FM and, and another one, the other one that he can get. On the back so of a wick on, of the On the back of a wick, one of the flyers <laughs> that he was taking home. So he now knows that... That's just a little simple thing like that, just through coming here. He can now, on a Saturday, listen to the game. And conversely as well, though, I think the people of an age that do come here will probably have seen you know, the likes of yourself and, and Vince in action and a great opportunity to, to chat to you about memorable you know, occasions, <laughs> if, they, if they can I remember. Mean, the funny thing about it was as well that the first couple of nights we came down here, people came in and they thought that we'd come down here to, to have a meal and keep in the wall. But then we explained to them, no, we've just come down here to help out. We're ex-players, and it's something that we wanted to do, you know, to get involved in. And they went, oh, we thought you, you were part and parcel of the people that were coming down here, you know, to, to keep warm and, and have a meal. It was an interesting uh, question you asked, actually, because I think that probably 50% of the people that have attended are not what I would call football people. But it's done, what I said at the start of the interview, is that they've got these people out to come down here and to, and, and to meet, and, and that's what we've done. And it's so nice to hear different people's stories, because even, even well, if they, yeah, as you say, if they didn't know that you played for the club, just to, right. to hear your that's kind right. of background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's good. No, it's, it's, it's been a real pleasure, I have to yeah. say, although I've come a few miles, but it's, it's a pleasure to come down. and. Uh, and fantastic and, that some current players have popped in as well in yeah, previous right. times. Yeah, we've had uh, two visits, Joe Jacobson, and, and uh, Jasper, Jasper Patton has come in as well, so they've come in and had chat. So, yeah, it's been really been really worthwhile. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's to you both. Thank you so much. And it's on till uh, the end of February at least. February 28th. Uh, oh, and you want to chat about the quiz as well? Give oh, the quiz a plug. The quiz? Yeah, the WWEPA the quiz. quiz. Yeah. The 25th of March. Uh, starts at, well, the doors open at 6. Uh, starts at 7.30. There's a, a one-course meal. And um, we get about 120, 130 people here. Um, lovely prizes, a nice trophy. And if anybody's interested, if they go onto the website for the ex-players, it's got all the details on there. I'm the treasurer. They just send all their monies to me and uh, let me know. You can have a a table of ten. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to see more people than we can get. It'd be lovely. Pleasure to have you both on the show. Thanks a lot for your time. Okay, thank you very Uh, much. Keith Samuels and Vince Faulkner speaking to us here at Wickham Sound. Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Final part of the Wicked Wanderer show for this week. We're live at the Warm Hub. It is warm uh, at Adams Park in the Caledonian Suite. I can confirm the food is excellent as well. I'm very pleased to say we're joined by uh, two patrons. Is it fair to call you patrons? Uh, Dorian and Brian uh, are with us. Uh, have you been every week? Is that right, Brian? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Dorian, how did you find out about it? Brilliant. Well, we found out um, for a friend, didn't we? Um, Brian left. Yeah. Yeah. He told us about it, so we thought, right, we'll come and try it out. So we booked it online. Fantastic, and Brian. What, what have you, what have you sort of taken away from it each 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 time you've come? Oh, just just a friendly atmosphere. You know, it's been just been great. Yeah. I haven't had a bad evening yet. <laughs> and I suppose you don't often come out on it on a Tuesday or Thursday evening normally. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and have you met some new friends? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's been a, nice, that's actually. That's the good thing about it. You meet new people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's great. Yeah. And a brilliant opportunity for... Oh, sorry. When you're sort of sitting indoors just on your own, it gets so boring. But coming out here, we've met nice friends and, and the food's been excellent. Especially this time of year, I think, as well, because yeah. it's, it's, oh, yeah, it's, so when it's cold and dark and uh, yeah. really nice to sort of come out yeah. and, and meet similar people. Yeah, and we said that you're both season ticket holders as well, but it's really nice to, to, to chat to people who aren't necessarily football fans and introduce them to, to well, the club as well. Yeah. We used yeah. to be football fans yeah. <laughs> years ago, didn't we, though? Yeah. 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 But it's, no, it's really enjoyable. Yeah. So yeah. it's definitely something you'd recommend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Definitely. Get yeah. as many people out as they can. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. It's been brilliant to talk to you both. Yeah. Uh, Brian and Doreen speaking to us on the Wicked Wanderers show. Uh, just the final part of the show and uh, to hear from Gareth Ainsworth, the manager who's been speaking uh, to the media this morning. Uh, we haven't spoken to him for a couple of weeks and uh, as you can imagine, quite a lot's happened in that time. Plenty has happened, Colin, you know, it feels like it's about four weeks gone by, hasn't it? So it's only been uh, a couple of weeks and, and the transfer window has is, is definitely taken... Uh, taken the limelight for Wickham for once. You know, I looked at some of the Premier League clubs and you know, your, your likes of Brentford have been super quiet, QPR, nothing, you know. Wickham, wow, seven outs and two ins, I think. And it's been, uh, you know, it's been an incredible window for us. Uh, the busiest I've had for for my career, I think. And uh, But I'm really pleased with where we are. Obviously, the big one going was Anis. And uh, and we've just got to be proud. We've just got to say what, what a great story closing that development sort of team process. It's, uh, it's, it's the first one who's come through and moved on and done fantastically well in that. So that that's great uh, advert for that and Sam Grace and, and what he does and uh, and coming into the first team, my coaching staff and everyone who's played a part in a developing Anis has, uh, has got to take some credit on that. And obviously getting Chem in from Wolves, you know, big expectation from him. I just want him to be him and, and he'll be good enough. Believe me, he's not, he's not the new Anis, he's the new Chem and that's all he needs to, uh, he only needs to be in this team. Yeah. And, and, uh, and obviously the games, cancellations and sporadic games, a win against Oxford, and now it all seems to have settled down and we've got Port Vale away and back to normal on uh, on, on Saturday. I, I do say often in press conferences that my favourite times sometimes are uh, 11 o'clock on the 31st of January and 11 o'clock on the uh, on the 31st of August. They're, they're my favourite times because it's, it stops then. You've got what you've got and you've got to get on with it. And uh, and that's, uh, that's a nice place for me to be. Would you say overall that is your main uh, emotion, if you like, pride in that, you know, players that have gone out, especially in Anis's case, obviously have gone to, to higher divisions and you've brought in players from uh, clubs from, from bigger uh, leagues as well? Yeah. Do you know what? Over the years, we've never been able to do this. We've had free transfers with scrimps and scrapes and signed injured players or signed, you know, uh, everyone says Gareth Ames just loves a, loves a has-been. I mean... You know, there's no way Chem Campbell's has been. He's, he's ready to go. Harvey Cartwright's a fantastic talent. Uh, don't discount a couple more coming in because uh, we can sign after the window as long as they're free agents. So we're still working on that. But the ones who've gone out, I'm really proud of. You know, people are ringing up for my players, which never used to happen. As many managers say they'll never get in their teams. So those managers didn't ring up. But um, there's uh, there's plenty of managers who did. And, uh, and you know, Daryl and, and Sully both, you know, I wanted to give them the, the chance to go and, ex, you know, continue their careers um, because they were on the fringes here. Daryl's just had twins, which is brilliant for him and congrats to that. But, you know, he, he wants to go and further his career and get his contract somewhere else. Sully Kaka as well on the fringes here, you know. If I if I let them have two or three games from now till June, you know, what position does that put them in? And, and what kind of man am I if, I if I do that knowing that's going to happen? So, 
it's nice to be able to let them go and, and, and play games somewhere else and try and earn contracts somewhere else. They've got six months. Damani going out to Rochdale, you know, Tyler going out to uh, to Sutton, you know. So that we've got players who are wanted and, and that's really, it's really nice, you know, that uh, teams are coming in for our players. Uh, it means we're doing something right here. And like I say, it's uh, it's nice now that all the uh, all the mayhem has stopped and it's it's nice to uh, to start looking after my own bunch and, and making sure we, we pick up enough points to have a right go at these playoffs. I know it's easy, isn't it, for fans, especially in, in the modern day of fantasy football and championship manager and all this sort of thing, it's to see that, you know, an exciting player like Anis has gone and every supporter has their sort of shopping list of, of who they'd like to bring in and see that they've not come in. But uh, I know having seen the, the chat that yourself and Pete did for, for Wanderers TV, supporters can feel a lot more optimistic after, after you know, those words and, and, and where Wickham are in the table. Yes, there's been all sorts of rumour mongers going around, you know, about what shape is the club in? At the end of the day, we're, we're a small, small club in League One, very small. And we've got great backers, real good backers who are putting their hands in their pockets to keep this club going. And that's not easy. You can't just expect people to keep shelling out money. We need some back. We need to make this club sustainable. And the championship year, as good as it was, almost skewed our, skewed our sort of finances. It really did, you know, but we're, we're highly competitive in League One and one of the smallest clubs in League One. I think that speaks volumes about the, the ownership and, and what they've done for this club. And also, the, the, the you know, the food chain, Colin, you know, if people like our players and they're bigger than us and they're coming in to offer money and it's great, you know, we have to, we have to let them go sometimes. We have to, we have to do that. It's, uh, it's, it's a tough industry and I'm sure there's people who've got fantasy football teams and they'll be they'll be swapping players and the players they swapped out will probably do brilliant in the second half of the season. They'll be great. It's not easy, this football management, believe me. So <laughs> we have to uh, we have to go on what we think, the evidence that's in front of us. And uh, like I say, young Chem Campbell coming in is going to be exciting. Um, Harvey Cartwright is going to push Max Strayk. Um, he's a brilliant prospect for the future. And uh, they're fitting really well with what I believe is a great squad. You know, the likes of... Gareth McCleary, you know, just going, Dominic Gabe's coming back fit, Chris Farino back fit, you know, Alfie Mawson, hopefully we can get back. It's a real good squad for the size of this club and and I'm really proud, as always, to be the Wickham manager and hopefully we can get in these playoffs. I think there's a couple of spots left that everyone's going to be scrapping for just to be in the fight, I think he's great. And you talked about obviously how, how important the second half of the season is and, and how you know things will be coming good with injured players coming back and that seems to be really coming to fruition now, especially obviously starting on, on Saturday against Port Vale. Do you know, we, we always have a good end to the season. Um, I think the one time we didn't, I think we went to Oxford and they got promoted that season and we, we looked at that season in a big way and why did we not finish strong? Why did we have so many injuries? Um, the brilliant thing about my staff is that they'll learn. They'll learn and they'll they'll... They won't just put it down to, oh, it just happened. We'll actually go into detail of why that happened, what happened. And, and you know, we learned from that season. And since then, if if people want to look back and see our runnings, we, we've done we've done brilliant, you know. And uh, and there's there's methods in that. There's uh, there's ways we do that. And again, this season, we're hoping to have a strong finish. We've got a great medical team, a real good sports science team that keep these boys in tip-top condition. It's just about me then keeping the belief and the motivation in these boys that they can they can achieve again what would be sensational when last season when teams like Sheffield Wednesday and Portsmouth and Charlton and and everyone else don't make that playoff final but Sunderland do and Wickham do Wickham Wanderers it was brilliant last year if we can do anything like that again this year it'd be phenomenal and I believe we can so that's the that's all that matters 
And does it feel like there are kind of real key points of the season? Obviously, the end of the season is quite key. But uh, does it feel like, you know, obviously, when you're planning or when you're, you know, sort of in it, does does it feel like, you know, as you say, the start of the second half of the season is is quite important? Yeah. um, And Christmas is important, the Christmas period. And and again, everyone knows what I did at Christmas. And I think that's learning from me. And, and, you know, it took a took some belief uh, from my owners as well in, in me that I was going to do that, change the whole team around for that middle game. And and I think, you know, that paid off. And uh, and it's little things like that, that, that you know, the fans and the owners, they get behind me. They don't realise how big that is. You know, you, you don't. You know, if, if everyone wants to be negative, you know what, you, you, you probably get some negative stuff and some negative results. If everyone wants to be positive and get behind and believe, we might just tip those 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 games that are in the balance just in our favour because everyone's so up for it. And, uh, you know, I hope that the fans know the power of, of positivity and, and belief in, in this team because uh, we we are punching way above our weight and I absolutely love it. And, you know, I'll make it work no matter what happens. And as you say, a great advert for the club that, you know, you can develop players like Anis and see them go on. And, and also, I know this week, obviously, you were at the, um, made time to go to the, the Reardon Room opening, which, again, is a really special reminder of, of what the club means to so many people. Absolutely. You know, John Reardon was, was everything to this club. You know, probably rivals uh, Matt Bloomfield as Mr Wickham. Uh, I saw his title, Mr Wickham, and uh, Matt was probably the modern modern era one, but, but John, John Reardon definitely the uh, the former Mr Wickham because he'd done absolutely everything. And, uh to read, even me reading what he'd done, um, shocked me and surprised me. And uh, and so the way this football club is look, looks after its ex-players is absolutely brilliant. And ex-managers, you know, I'm, I'm uh, I really want to see Brian Lee soon because obviously he's, he, he lost his wife, and and and, and Brian's getting on, and, and what he did for this football club as well. We cannot just let these pass these these, these times that um, that was so important to the club. So. It's very proud to to uh, to be part of this and and to be part of this uh, this Wickham Wanderers special club because they were the structure, they were the building blocks for everything that we've achieved now. So, absolutely wanted to go to that and make sure we we paid the the, the proper tribute to uh, to what was Mr. Wickham. Well, many people I spoke to that day as well said how lucky that the club is to have you such a, for a long period as well. So, uh, hopefully, I'll be going to a room named after yourself at one point as well. <laughs> it doesn't matter as long as they uh, as long as they look back and think it was all right. Yeah, that's all. As long as they didn't hate my time, because I know there's a, there's a few managers that didn't go down too well. But um, I might not be in the uh, in the same stature as some of those ex players. But I've absolutely given my all for this club, and I continue to do that as long as I'm in charge. Manager Gareth Ainsworth talking about uh, the possibility of perhaps having another room named after him uh, after his uh, time here. And um, Mark's still with us. Brilliant that, that Gareth made time to come along to that event, that the Ridden Room opening this week. Yeah, look, fa- fantastic. There was, look, what representation from a number of generations of, of club legends there. And, and really great to have, you know, Gareth alongside Martin and, and ex-players. So, yeah, fantastic. And as we touched on earlier, really brilliant that you can have evenings like this, you know, two a week. Uh, and hopefully it's something you can do throughout the year as well, where people can, you know, come along who, who perhaps feel a bit kind of like cut off or isolated and, and, and a real opportunity for them to, to meet new people and to get more out of the, the football club. Yeah, look, that was why we decided to, to run it in the evening from five till eight. We thought that was possibly a time, particularly that age bracket might be be on their own or, or not getting a getting quite enough food or a hot meal. And, and obviously heating's expensive at the minute. So that was the aim to, to run in the evening. And we're running all the way through till the end of February, Tuesday and Thursdays it's 5 till 8pm uh, and, and conversations are, are happening with various partners to see if we can keep this going 
I'm really interesting how conversations develop. There was a gentleman who came in quite late, and he, he was just saying that he'd come from Downley, and then someone else said, oh, yeah, I live in Downley and live there for 20 years, and he said, oh, whereabouts? And it just, things just sparked like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've had so many stories like that. I mean, one of the first nights, I think we had a couple who were 88 and 87, drove themselves to the ground and um, were both former season ticket holders, but hadn't been down to the ground for a while because they're now sort of maybe not as, as stable on their feet and a little bit concerned about all the, all the people uh, on, a, on a match day and how fantastic to bring them back to Adams Park. And, and, and I've spoken to some club directors about trying to maybe escort them to a, to a game in the future, which would be a lovely story and, and great that that's that's come from the warm hub and really nice to bring people in as well because you know as we touched on at the very beginning it's not somewhere that you just sort of pass is it on a, on a Thursday and think oh I'll just drop in yeah look it's, it's not the most accessible we, we, all, we all know that but, but we you know we tried to solve that by allowing a, a plus one um, as we thought transportation might be a problem we've had very few plus ones people have made the effort to, to come down to Adams Park themselves even on some quite frosty chilly nights where you know it was slippery so we obviously made sure access was, was appropriate um, so yeah great that they've made the effort to come down and, and, and have, a, have a great time at Adams Park so what's pleased you most about these nights as we spoke to earlier on and it's kind of really ticked all the boxes that you uh, set out to achieve really yeah look, I think as, as Luke mentioned earlier on the fact that we've had non-football people down here you know there's lots of people that have a, a real love and an affinity with their local club but some of these guys don't watch football don't love football but they've come down to the stadium and and, and enjoyed the offering so look, i think that was that was really great we also did um did some promotional work before the sheffield wednesday game and actually so many people knew about the warm hub so many people were really complimentary um and that was that was really satisfying as well that the, the word is out there and, and that you know the club's fans are, are proud of what the club are doing and something quite nice as well i think people might discover you know perhaps come along to not been to a match day for a long time or or not come at all maybe to, to come and watch the club and, and get involved in other ways too yeah absolutely look it's yes it's a football club and, and we play matches once maybe twice a week but there's lots of stuff going on at adams park the foundation is a is a 365 day a year foundation we're doing lots of different things so get involved brilliant to find out about the work of the foundation thank you again for having us uh, this week hey, thanks very much uh, great to have the Wicked Wanderer show out on location we're at the uh, Caledonian Suite you'll probably, probably notice it's gone a bit quieter uh, but soon we'll be the only ones here and uh, uh, we'll be back next week don't forget there is a podcast version of the show uh, brilliant to hear uh, from uh, the guests this evening including uh, Gareth and also Katie and uh, my thanks also to Phil and our other guests this evening as well uh, don't forget you can catch the commentary from Port Vale on Saturday, kick-off at 3. Uh, Phil brings you the commentary on Wanderers TV and here on Wickham Sound. Have a great week. <laughs>